Hello and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the average movie podcast for average movie fans by average movie fans. The bar is now open. Welcome to episode 64. I am your host, Justin. And I'm John. And I'm Kyle. Woo, welcome back, Kyle. Woo, hey, yeah. Kyle, welcome back. Yay. <laughs> so... Housekeeping, what did Kyle think of Rookie of the Year? <laughs> you know, I was just about to put it on when I had to come do this. So, <laughs> Okay, to be continued next week. <laughs> you watching it next week. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure you would have watched it, but no. Watched it. Watched it. It's an entertaining film, and it, it is, is worth the watch. That was our childhood. The Sandlot, Rookie of the Year, Little Big League. That was our childhood. I haven't seen any of those. Angels in the Outfield? Nope. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You've never seen The Sandlot? Nope. Um, I don't know. Justin, we need to have a meeting after this. What a sad childhood. I know. And you would think being around us. He would have at least watched The Sandlot. It seems like you guys didn't show me a lot of movies. No, apparently not. Don't blame me. I'm not your brother. (laughs) That's fair. Well, you were there just as much, so I don't want to hear it. Yeah. But to be fair, too, he also lived in the same house with that, you know, gigantic wall of movies that, yeah... Yeah, I know. Well, that's when I ca- I caught up. Kind of hurt him <laughs> if he took him and didn't return him. <laughs> uh, disappointed. Very disappointed. Don't worry. You'll be watching them. <laughs> yeah. Wait till we handcuff him to the couch and just play them on repeat. Uh, so, anybody got any news stories or anything like that? No, I didn't really see much. Um. The Barbie world premiere is happening right now. Meh. I am so excited. I still don't care. You will. You will. Uh, I probably won't. I have seen like I've seen the commercials, I've seen the trailers. Eh. I asked Hunter if he'd Eh. go see it with me. He told me no. (laughs) That doesn't surprise me. I mean he's a child. And, yeah. yeah, it's PG-13. Why'd you take your kid to a PG-13 the movie? fucking Barbie movie. So? He's more amped up for Five Nights at Freddy's. Still waiting to see what the rating is on that one. I don't think it's going to matter. But anyway, so what have we watched? Let's start with Mr. Wasn't Here last week. So I actually watched a lot of movies this week. And not but Angels. Not the one from London. <laughs> um, Even the one we watched. <laughs> I watched Roadrunner, Popstar, Blue Weekend, Meet Me in the Bathroom, What About Bob, Supersonic, and then As It Was. And but most I of those are. Of two of those movies. Yeah, I've most heard. of them are like yeah. documentaries. I don't know, it just on that kick. What was Meet Me in the Bathroom? <laughs> it was, that's um, that's it was the one a, that doesn't sound like I want to watch it. <laughs> it that was honestly. It was awful, but it was just a documentary about like music, like the strokes and stuff in New York. I don't know. It was awful. It was like one of the worst documentaries I've ever seen, honestly. Like me and my friends put it on <laughs> and within 20 minutes, we were like, oh, like this isn't good. But we ended up finishing it, but we it was. Uh, oh, that was like us when we watched Ducky Punch, Justin. 
That'd be the last one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, John, what did you watch? All right, so I watched uh, Daddy Day Camp, the Cuba Gooding Jr. reboot uh, sequel to Daddy Daycare. I hate when they do that. Um, Dead Silence. Then I watched um, Zombie Horror Picture Show, Rob Zombie. I was showing my 78-year-old co-worker, Rob Zombie. He wanted no part of it until he saw the girls flashing. That does happen a lot of those concerts. Yes. Best show I've ever been to. We went and we saw him and Alice Cooper years ago. Which then led me to Devil's Rejects, Three from Hell, and of course I watched What About Bob? Very nice. Very nice. Well, I watched What About Bob? Because any opportunity to watch What About Bob, you should take it. Uh, I also watched Spaceballs because, quite frankly, it's one of the greatest movies ever. Uh, I watched The Great Outdoors because it was on immediately after Spaceballs. <laughs> uh, I mostly watched 65 on Netflix because that just came out. Um, obviously, it didn't keep my attention the whole time. Uh, mostly just because it's kind of castaway-ish where you only got the two characters. And yeah. I don't know. I just It just didn't keep me going. Uh, but, yeah. So. Not a whole lot, but quality over quantity. Okay. So, yeah. That'll lead us into Picks of the Week. Who would like to go first? Go ahead, Kyle. No, I think you should go first. Okay. So my pick this week was Three from Hell. Crazed killers Baby Firefly, Otis Driftwood, and Foxy Coltrane unleash mayhem against unsuspecting victims after a prison breakout in a road trip to Mexico. Originally released on September 16, 2019, directed by Rob Zombie. This is the third uh, movie in the House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects series. Um Kind of sad knowing that Sid Hag was towards the end of his life while filming this, but good movie all overall. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. cool kill scenes and like when she's chasing the lady outside and fucking jumps her with the knife and the old lady next door saw her. So, but yeah, that's my pick. Yes, yes. Well, I think I'll go next. Uh, so <laughs> my pick will be Young Frankenstein. Respected medical lecturer, Dr. Frederick Frankenstein, played by Gene Wilder, learns that he has inherited his infamous grandfather's estate in Transylvania. Arriving at the castle, Dr. Frankenstein soon begins to recreate his grandfather's experiments with the help of servants Igor, played by Marty Feldman, Inga, Terry Garr, and the fearsome Frau Blücher, played by Cloris Leachman. After he creates his own monster, Peter Boyle, New complications ensue with the arrival of the doctor's fiancée, Elizabeth, played by Madeline Kahn, released December 15th, 1974, and directed by Mel Brooks. This is just an all-time classic. Uh, I mean, what can you say? Mel Brooks, Frankenstein, just awesome. Gene Wilder was great. Did you ever finish History of the World, Part 2? No. <laughs> I haven't gone back to do it. Kyle, have you seen Young Frankenstein? 
No. Wow. You really should. <sighs> no, I've been wanting to. You really should. Well, next time you're with your friend, show him some good movies, not crappy music fucking documentaries. <laughs> All right, Kyle, what is your pick? Um, my pick is Popstar, Never Stop, Never Stopping, Childhood Friends Connor, Andy Samberg, Owen, Jorma Tacone, and Lawrence Akiva Schaefer found fame and fortune after forming the hip-hop group The Style Boys. Owen and Lawrence faded into the background while frontman Connor left the band to launch a successful solo career. Now, the egotistical singer decides to film a documentary about his life while he's still on top. When his second album flops, the camera there is there to capture his world come crashing down. Uh, came out June 3rd, 2016. Directed by Jorma and Akiva. It's, it's like the Lonely Island movie. Um, yeah, I'd seen it before, but not in a while. And me and my friend rewatched it and the deleted scenes. And yeah, it, it was even better than I remembered, but it's a good mockumentary. Yeah, yeah. it was funny. I, I've, I've, I've seen that a few times. Yeah. I have not watched that. That seems right up your alley. I haven't watched it. But that will lead us into our main event of this episode. What about Bob? Before going on vacation, self-involved psychiatrist Dr. Leo Marvin has the misfortune of taking on a new patient, Bob Wiley. An exemplar of neediness and a compendium of phobias, Bob follows Marvin to his family's country house. Dr. Marvin tries to get him to leave. The trouble is, everyone loves Bob. As his oblivious patient makes himself at home, Dr. Marvin loses his professional composure and before long, may be ready for the loony bin himself. This was released May 17th, 1991, directed by Frank Oz, story by Alvin Sargent, Laura Ziskin. Distributed by Touchstone Pictures, Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures. It had a box office of sixty-three point seven million and a budget of thirty-nine million. It is rated PG for violence and language. Has a runtime of one hour and thirty-nine minutes and is currently streaming on Fubu, Paramount Plus, MGM Plus, and available for purchase on Apple, Amazon, and Voodoo. Fubo. Fubo. There is no Blu-ray release of this movie. I was surprised by that. I thought I owned it, but I guess I didn't. It features Bill Murray as Bob Wiley, Richard Dreyfus as Dr. Leo Marvin, Julie Haggerty as Faye Marvin, Charlie Corsmo as Sigmund Siggy Marvin, Catherine Erb as Anna Marvin, and then Tom Aldridge as Mr. Gutman. You could tell that's a psychiatrist's kid's name, Sigmund. <laughs> Of course, Sigmund Freud. Siggy. Oh, Siggy! Siggy. <laughs> All right. So, Kyle, is this the first time you've seen this movie? Yes. It is. Okay. So, what was your overall impression when you first meet Bob in his apartment? <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I, I thought I loved just seeing Bill Murray in a role like this, just so like neurotic and all over the place. Um, it, I'm like, I, you know, I was going to this movie knowing nothing about what it was about. So I, that was, you know, unexpected, but in a good way. Um, Cause I feel like it's not like, you know, he, he normally, when I imagine him, he's more of a laid back 
character, not as like uptight. So it was cool to see him doing something like that. Yeah, he tends to play more, you know, the party style yeah. dumb guy. Yeah. Then or the you know like in Ghostbusters, kind of the intellectual jock. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it is a different role, and I mean, I I just love him in this role. I'm a little disappointed in your cast list, not including Gil. Yes. As Gil, himself. Oh, yeah. Gil the fish, as himself. And I was thinking he of that. He did play way. an important role. I mean, it is <laughs> the way he uses them to just, you know, the comedy, just great. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and he kind of, le- you know, he leaves it behind, so he has to go back, and oh, it's just great. <laughs> yeah. And just this just complete obliviousness, but we'll get into that. Um, so you got Bob making his way through New York City, which you can only imagine for someone like Bob is, I mean, I would not like having to walk through New York City every day. I don't, I don't know how anybody could. I, I love the, the napkins to open the doors, even his own door, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and yeah. when he gets to the, um, the tur- the, um, rotating doors. <laughs> yep. Or when he uh, gets to the elevator. <laughs> oh yeah, because of the stairs. Elevator? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I mean, and then, and then you meet Dr. Leo Marvin. Hey, did you know Good Morning America was coming up to Lake Winnipesaukee to film him? Man, what what a, a self-involved. But I mean, I guess you kind of have to be to be a psychiatrist, I guess. I yeah. Um, but what, what were your what were your feelings on that first interaction there in the office when he first actually meets Bob? Well, I thought it was funny. He was like, oh, like, he said something to his assistant about, like, if Bob calls, like, and he's like, oh, he's, he's here already. <laughs> yeah, he's called he's twice already. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was fun. And a good setup to the meeting. And let's let's talk about the other psychiatrist packing up his shit in, in, a, in a hurry. Uh, yeah, so I'm transferring one of my patients to you. I'm taking a vacation. Oh, stroking his ego the whole time. Oh, yeah. yes, he got the book. Great success. Love it, yeah. love it, love it. Yeah. And then he hangs up the phone and free. <laughs> <laughs> that is so great. And then Bob, you know, comes in. He tries to name guessing on the family there. <laughs> yeah. That was a funny scene. I mean, the, the names he comes up with. Bambi yeah. for his sister. <laughs> Such good stuff, good stuff. And then, you know, going over all the different, you know, symptoms and everything he has. Man, that's great. A good, you know, heart attack. <laughs> he just goes right down into it. Well, if I fake it, I don't have it. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of sound logic. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, if you don't have it, you don't have it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you got Dr. Marvin. Trying to shuffle him out the door, tells him he's going on vacation. Which, uh, I mean, for someone that neurotic, it's that's never going to be good news. But he gives him the book and the baby steps. They work, right? Baby steps mm-hmm. out the door. Yeah. Baby steps towards the elevator. Baby steps on the elevator. Ah! <laughs> I do like how quickly he called him, too. Like, it was like... Not even a day, and he instantly yeah. called Oh, him. yeah. Oh, yeah. Next scene. You, you gotta help me. I'm yeah. dying. Ah. 
and the lengths he goes to mm-hmm. try and just find out where he's going. I mean, that, that thank God I'm not, you know, someone who has to deal with, you know, people like that because that, that kind of length of just just to get in contact with him. Yeah. I, I like his own death. That's a good one. When he had his, like, the girl pretend to be his sister <laughs> and then he hangs it up and he's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. And then it immediately cuts <laughs> to him doing something even worse. Yeah, he's, he's dressed up as a detective saying that Bob Wiley killed himself to get, yeah. to get the address for where he is. And we didn't mention that as soon as Bob leaves the office, um, Dr. Marvin on the recorder, uh, please bill Bill Wiley, Bob Wiley for... Uh, you know, one session in twenty nine ninety five for the book. Yeah, for the book yeah, <laughs> Even though we gave him the book, but you, you got to charge him for the book. I mean, yeah, of course. Got to get your, got to get your, your percentage and there, man. Bob's interactions with the um, the switchboard operator there. Oh yeah, I know, Bob. <laughs> we can't tell you. <laughs> Come on, I just need to know. Yeah. So you've. Winds up finding out where Dr. Marvin is up at Lake Winnipesaukee. Let me tell you, I've been to Lake Winnipesaukee. Doesn't look anything like that. No. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. But I will say, I did do the same thing when I got there. I get out and I started yelling for Dr. Leo Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the bus trip, that was good. He's walking. Come on, you gotta get. We gotta go, Bob. I know, I know. Baby steps on the bus, and he gets on the bus. The whole false alarm with the vomit bag. Ah, oh, good stuff. Good Asking stuff. the guy to knock him out. <laughs> go ahead, will you knock me out, please? Yeah, that that would make me rethink my whole bus trip right there. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yep, yeah, he makes it up to Winnipesaukee, and we find Doctor Marvin inside the general store getting stuff to get ready for the big good morning American interview to come up and he's interacting with those lovely store people who I love I love those the store owners <laughs> I think they are great but they walk out just to hear some random man out in the middle of the parking lot yelling Dr. Marvin Dr. Leo Marvin I mean come on what kind of lengths do you have to go to I mean Jeez, what would you do if you walk out? I mean, John, you've probably had these kinds <laughs> of interactions with, you know, we'll go with people in the past. <laughs> am, am I Bob or am I Dr. Marvin? <laughs> like a little bit of both. A well, little bit of both. No, we're not um, gonna lie. I'm, I'm gonna be honest here. You've been both. Yeah. Um, yeah, that definitely shows a side of crazy. I don't think I've ever followed anybody on vacation. But uh, I don't think I've had anybody follow me on vacation. Well, no, I don't, no. Hopefully. But uh, you know, I don't. I, there's been a few times where I'm just like, okay, come on, let's talk. Yeah, call, call. Yeah, go ahead, call. Mm-hmm. Where's my doctor? I need my doctor today. But yeah, Bob is a whole other type of crazy, and. But I, I love the scene when, you know, he tells him to go into the, the coffee shop and he runs in. He's like, I need a tub of, a glass of water. He can't oh, breathe. Yeah, he dumps the fish out. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. But then he's just waiting there. It's still three o'clock and the old, old guy tries to go for the phone. Yeah. No, 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 no. 
still got an hour, so yeah, you know, obviously, yeah. but yeah, there's this I, neurotic side just sitting there, baby step until four o'clock, <laughs> baby steps I, to four o'clock. I like how that the old couple, like every time we see them after this, they're <laughs> either like in the car, just like outside the house, or just on the lake in the boat, just watching everything. They are doing anything they can to help Bob yeah. do anything he can to get under Dr. Marvin's skin. He's a son of a bitch. She never <laughs> says that. <laughs> All because he bought the house off from underneath them. Their dream home. Just saved up enough for a down payment. Can't blame him. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, capitals. <laughs> Capitalists. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so you got Bob. He gets gets a little help from, uh, the, from the old shop owners there, the Gutmans, and uh, just shows up Dr. Marvin's door. <laughs> I mean, wow. <laughs> I, lo- I love how naive the family is. Oh, they yeah. know this guy is a patient of her husband's, and he's crazy, but yet they welcome him. Yeah, they're, they're perfectly okay with it. I mean, I, I got to tell you, if I was in that family and I walked out of that drugstore and some crazy dude's in the middle of a parking lot from another state, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a problem with that, you know? But yeah, they're they're a little they're a little out there. Um, but you get introduced to each one, and you, you get you get Doctor Marvin giving Siggy his uh, diving lessons, diving yes. lessons, and all that. Man, it's a fun family. But yeah, they they pretty much accept him right away. They're okay with it because I mean, come on, he's he's a friendly guy. Yeah, you know, I mean, for all of his quirks and all that stuff, every time he meets somebody new, yeah, he's he's kind of in one of his zones. But it's, it's, you know, when he introduces himself, he's just, you know, he just seems like a happy-go-lucky, but, you know, slightly off gentleman. So, I mean, yeah. they're not wrong in that, but, I mean, if they knew the lengths he went to to get there, yeah, then maybe they'd be more worried. Yeah, and, you know, I believe it. he sends him on his way, tells him to go on a vacation. Oh, yeah. Tells him to take a vacation from his problems. <laughs> Helps him right away. I wish it was and, that easy. <laughs> oh, don't you? Don't you? <laughs> I'd be and, on permanent vacation. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. I like the shirt he shows up with you the next day. <laughs> don't hassle, hassle me. I'm, a lo- me. I'm yeah. local. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Look at me. I'm on vacation. <laughs> Yeah, the Gutmans let me stay with them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Gutmans, yeah. That is great. Yeah. Which, I mean, hey, he's just taking his doctor's advice, so you can't really blame him for that. Yeah. But now Leo just, he, you know, he obviously can't have him, so even though he's back on vacation, he, he sends him packing. And that's when, is that when they uh, Next is when go he to bumps- the diving? Yeah. Um, no, first he goes sailing with uh, the daughter, Anna. Mm-hmm. And when they drive past the house, he's, he's on the boat. Look, Dr. Marvin, I'm sailing. Yeah, but you've got him, you got, you got Dr. Marvin out there teaching Siggy how to dive. Yeah. Siggy doesn't want to do it. But, but I mean, Dr. Marvin, he's got that. He's holding him over the edge of the, the dock. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I, I get that technique for teaching him, but it's just, you know. I, he's got that over, he's very good at that yeah. overbearing dad presence, and it's just, just do that. Yeah. 
And when Bob goes sailing by, I'm sailing. I'm Don't sailing. drop me. Don't drop me. Just Don't drop me. Just lets him go right drops in there. Drops him right in the water. And there are the Gutmans on their boat. <laughs> just, oh, man, just awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, that gets Dr. Marvin down to the docks. And he's now not too happy with Anna taking Bob out. Hey, but make sure you leave the car at the marina, though. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, leave the car down there. And they have their little, uh, their family argument there with the, the, puppets. the puppets. The puppets. I love that he brought the puppets to the freaking marina. Mm -hmm. Man, I I don't know. I think they, they all just play it so well. I mean, Richard Dreyfus is so good. It's just that super strict, super uptight. Mm -hmm. Just super egotistical doctor. Yeah. And he's just oblivious to it. Like but he never he loses his cool. Never loses his cool. But he just doesn't get it. Like he yeah. doesn't get that this whole time he's been the villain. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But that leads Bob back to the house in which he encounters Siggy. He starts talking to him about diving. It's wonderful, mm. wonderful diving. Well, he's gone sailing, so why not diving next, you know? You got to try diving, right? Yeah. He's all excited. And, you know, he wants to know what it's all about, so he gets Ziggy to get up and kind of give him the whole what for and just, you know, go over it with him. Mm -hmm. In which case, you know, Dr. Marvin's inside, you know, having an argument with his wife and all that. They see him out there, and Bob gets Ziggy to dive. Man, that must have stayed. You could see it just stick right up Dr. Marvin's old craw right there. Man, that was great. Yeah. Then he goes running out there and just pushes Bob off into the water. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and he still, he like, he doesn't get it. He still thinks that Bob is this just invading his territory and he just pushes him off and he is just becoming more the villain. Okay. And Bob is just becoming just such a hero to all these people. It's great. So let me ask you, Justin. This would apply to you and me, not so much Kyle. So you're teaching, let's say, Sam how to dive. Kyle comes along. Kyle's crazy, you know? Mm -hmm. Teaches Sam how to dive. Would that not eat your ass? Even though you've been working with him? And you, you want to be the one to teach them something? I mean, it's, sometimes it's just frustrating to teach kids anything. So That's I mean, true. And I don't have to teach my kids nothing to do with swimming. They are. But now let's say it, it, it's something, you know, you no, want to I get to it. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I'd be that mad at somebody else. Tom. I would just be happy that the kid learned it. Even though it only took them one try and it took you ten? Yeah. You know what though? That all those other tries is what gets to that that yeah. point because they still have to put all that together to do it. So it's not yeah. like it was just oh your help didn't matter. You know you have to remember yeah. that you know stuff like that, especially when it's overcoming a fear like that. It has to be an accumulative. You you build the foundation, yeah. and Kyle nails the final nail. It's pretty much it is what it is. Sometimes yeah. that happens. You gotta do it. Hey, as long as they do it, I'd be happy. Mm -hmm. God, I don't have to teach them anymore. Thank God. Mm -hmm. But so, so Kyle, where where are you on this at this point? Haven't seen it. 
the first time. So I I was um I wasn't expecting to be as like wholesome as it was, especially with the beginning setup. Like I thought like he would be more like like the cable guy kind of where it's like he's trying more so hard. over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like but like he's like actually kind of unhinged and like scary. But like he was just kind of wholesome and like the family loved him, which is unexpected because like part of me was like like halfway through. I was thinking I was like, oh, this easy could have been a horror movie where he's like obsessed with them and then he like, mm-hmm. you know, kills them. But it goes, you know, super wholesome. Um, and I do like how <laughs> and it turns out being the other guy trying to kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that that was a great twist. And, you know, I, I, I really like this one, too. It was definitely, you know, I was surprised throughout, like, and, you know, at the end, I was like, okay, I get it. Um, but no. Um, and, uh, yeah, and like I said, like, Bill Murray was just so great in this. Like, he really played he was perfect so well. for it. Yeah. Just had that just totally aloof. Yeah. I'm just in my own little world, but. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah. And, I mean, you can see him getting better as the movie goes on. Mm-hmm. But now that Dr. Marvin has pushed him in the water and Bob is showering and cleaning up, Faye invites Bob to dinner, which does not sit well with Dr. Marvin. Not at all. But, not a single bit. I mean, nope. You know, you, you got to be nice to the poor guy. I mean, he just got pushed in the pool or uh, into the lake after, you know, teaching his son how to dive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of this dinner scene? I mean, <laughs> mm, Oh, <laughs> just sitting there, the noises, and just loving it. And every time he gets more, just the look on Doctor Marvin's face, like you mm-hmm. fucking asshole, you're eating goddamn food. I wanted that piece, man. You could, oh, I love it. Every yeah. little thing he did just drove him more and more mad, and I loved it. And drive it. He didn't have to say anything. He just the look the on his facial face, expressions. Sitting there, unbelievable. Man, you knew what was going through his head. You knew what he wanted to say but couldn't. Mm-hmm. Just so great. And I mean, over the top, yeah. And then it starts to rain and thunder. No, first, first he choked. Oh yeah, yep, yep, yep. I forgot that. Yep, he did choke. Yep. When well, they, uh, they yeah, mentioned about choke. Bob being with him when GMA or something and it causes them to choke, but nobody yeah. realizes it. Yeah. Nobody realizes it, but Bob swoops in and gives him the worst Heimlich maneuver I've ever seen. <laughs> the knee to the back was great. Just the way he's jumping. Wham! Wham! Yeah. And you like, see there. The sun was like, hit him harder. Hit him harder. Yeah, <laughs> him to go harder. He's, he's, he's still blue. He's still blue. Yeah, that, that that was a good part. Yeah, I forgot about that part. But now, now you got the thunderstorm going on. Bob's still there. Leo I'll wants drive him out. I'll drive him. You can't make him go out in this storm. I mean, come on. He saved your life. So he gets talked into letting Bob stay. But he doesn't want him to go to bed. So they stay up till one o'clock in the damn morning. Rain ain't stopping. Wants him out for Good Morning America. Faye won't let it happen. So. 6 a.m. 6 a.m. is 6 a.m. So they bunk him with Siggy. Uh, this, I, I love this. I love this. I mean, yeah, he, he just mentions a random direction and he's just like, oh, well, that's that way. 
Yeah, I wouldn't know which way that was in my goddamn bedroom. Jeepers. But, and then he tells him about Tourette's. That is great. <laughs> All those insults are great. You can hear him from the other room where Dr. Marvin and his wife are just arguing. <laughs> just, you know, that was good. I mean, I'm sure, you know, people with Tourette's will be like, oh, it won't actually work yet. We know that, but it's still funny. <laughs> Very funny. I mean, that's great. And it doesn't help that Siggy's super freaking creepy and thinking about death. Not good from a child. Granted, yes, he's a psychiatrist. Um, so, yeah, it makes sense. Yesterday, I was just six, and I could be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing makes me think about that more than when it's brought up by a kid in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just so, turned 39. I could be dead tomorrow. <laughs> The next morning, Dr. Marvin's up. He's up. He is trying his <laughs> damnedest to get Bob to jump. He is jumping on him, similar to the Heimlich maneuver, a knee to the back. Bob, 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 wake up. And then the alarm goes off, and Bob is up, 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 Yep. Immediate. That is great. Yeah. I think I that was wish, my favorite joke. I wish I could sleep like that. Good Lord. Yeah. Man, that would be wonderful. Body's up. He's rushing him out. He's rushing him out, but can't get him out in time. No, I love no, when he no. says bye to Ziggy. And, you know, they're calling each other names as he's leaving. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I wish I could remember. I've watched the movie a couple days ago, so I don't remember the actual line. But those, some I, meant, I meant to I should have written down what he said. Some of those are just great. Yeah. Um, but Bob is leaving. The crew's showing up. They're just, you know, talking about it. You know, mentions that he just happens to be, you know, one of his patients. What a great idea! Let's have a patient on! Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Again, doesn't have to say anything. You can see it on his face when Dr. Marvin hears that. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, that's fine. Yeah, we'll just set up two people right here for, oh, oh, God. Oh, man, that was great. I mean, having Bob do the interview in there and just every single question they ask Bob is just the hero and Dr. Marvin just keeps digging his hole mm -hmm. diggity dig 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 I mean and, and he's the fact that he's still so oblivious to this and so angry over it and he's a psychiatrist is wonderful he needs to take baby steps he does he needs to do something because obviously his sanity is gone by the end of this. Yes. And, well, he does do something. He goes to buy a gun and explosives. No. No. He takes quick. him to his very ah, good yes. friend over in the institution. <laughs> Tries to have him out. committed. Tries to have him committed. Takes him to the gates. Hey, you're Bob Wiley. I saw you this morning. Takes him in, drops him off, has him committed, goes home, and gets a call to go back. Goes back, and Bob is just in the middle of the cafeteria, just laughing, joking with everybody, having a grand old time. <laughs> Which, I mean, at this point in the movie, Bob is basically a normal person, just slightly yeah. off. He's just nice. He's not using the tissues or anything anymore. Yeah, he's got I mean, germophobia. You haven't seen Gil in a while, but 
we'll hope he's okay wherever he is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he does take him back. But he does leave him in the middle of nowhere. Got to be home by seven, too. Yep, got to be home by seven. Got to be home. So. So leaves him out in the middle of nowhere. But, of course, we all know Bob's luck. He's going to get a ride back right up to the house. And we all know the doctor's luck because he gets pulled over. Yes, yes. I think I, <laughs> I, I forgot about that part. I think I. And then, and then he backs that. up. I don't know what he back like a rock or something, but he ends up getting a flat tire. Mm-hmm. And that and co- convertible drives by and splashes, splashes him with the mud. Yep. And then Bob drives by him, beats him to the house. Good stuff. So good stuff. So he gets there after nightfall. He's all disheveled. Looks just like he's been through 10 rounds with Tyson. Walks out the back door, gets up on the deck. Lights come on. Surprise! Everybody, all his friends are out there. And his they all sister. Say, oh, we got you a surprise. Look, it's your sister. And he's all happy because his sister's there. And then who moves on in right <laughs> next to him? Hey, Dr. Marvin. And that just sets him off. Get off my sister! And he jumps and dives. Man, he snapped. That was awesome. That was great. Just a great little scene. Uh-huh. So. I mean, up to this point, He's kind of handling it in front of the family, but obviously not well, not handling it anymore. No. No. At this point now, I think they've officially switched roles. Yep. They pretty much, yeah. Bob is now the normal guy, and Dr. Marvin is the nutbag. Mm -hmm. But after this snap, Faye and the family, they get Bob. We tell Bob, you know, just stay away. Just give him some time. Willie goes home. Give him some time. And that's when Dr. Marvin decides he's got to end it. So he hops out the window, goes down to the store, and starts buying explosives and a shotgun. <laughs> I, I love how when, when he's looking at the, oh, nope, that, that's not quick enough. Oh, nope, that's not painful enough. That's... <laughs> He just goes straight Elmer Fudd. <laughs> just complete Elmer Fudd. Sneaks up on Bob in the middle of the woods while we're walking away, looking like, you know, the redneck Rambo with rope wrapped all around him. Got the shotgun, the explosives in the bags. And he tells him he's going to take him out there for some death therapy. <laughs> Woo! Gotta love it. Uh, so. Take their baby steps out there. And Dr. Marvin basically ties him up with a bunch of explosives and leaves him in the woods. Two bags. This is is his final final step in his therapy. This will cure him. (laughs) Boy, is he right. But anyway. (laughs) So Leo goes away thinking he's got everything under control. And he gets back to the house. The family's been out looking for him. They realize he's gone. He gets back to the house and he walks in and Faye's like, Bob's gone. Really? I didn't hear anything yet. 
that that was a great line that they didn't know anything about but i thought that was great mm-hmm. um and then it cuts back to bob just sitting there and he makes the connection and he does the baby steps and frees himself from his bondage and makes his way back to the house touting the whole way that he is officially cured dr marvin has cured bob wiley yep. at this point leo's out with his family out out you know talking outside and i can't remember what exactly led to them being outside but they were outside down by the lake mm-hmm. and bob comes out with the cake and dr marvin is not happy whoa, 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 whoa. can't believe what he's saying what what are you doing any minute now uh, what are you doing where are the bags i gave you in the house boom goes the house did you see that coming <laughs> did you kyle did you see that coming yeah i kind of figured that when uh <laughs> he just had the cake i was like oh something's <laughs> gonna explode <laughs> I th- well, for a second, I thought the cake was going to explode or something, but um, yeah, the house was a bigger one. And the Gutmans, always out on the lake, and they're like, cheering it on. They love it. Burn, baby, burn. Man. And at that point, Leo is just done. Mm-hmm. Catatonic and often institutionalized. While having his medical license revoked for attempted murder. That's that's a good little thing, isn't it? <laughs> yep. That's always really Yeah, cool. that's good to know. And so they cut to some time later, and Bob marrying Leo's sister. <laughs> and upon their pronouncement as husband and wife, the still catatonic Dr. Leo Marvin stands up and yells, No! But everybody's just happy he's back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the text at the end, yes. Bob did become, went back to school, became a psychologist, wrote a best-selling book titled Death Therapy, for which Leo is suing him for the rights. So, I mean, come on. Kyle. I think, um, you know, the movie like this, you kind of expect it then, like, oh, like, you know, Bob and Leo settle their differences and they're, they're friends now. But I liked how this one, like, you know, Bob gets a happy ending, but Leo gets, like, the worst possible ending. I thought that was fun. It's not what you expected at the beginning. Yeah, no, not at all. It's not what you expected at the beginning of the movie when you see how Bob is and then you see how Dr. Marvin is, has it Mm -hmm. all together, has the book, going to be on Good Morning America, but then slowly throughout the movie, the role reversal, and Bob gets everything and Dr. Leo gets the shit end of everything. So. All right. So what do you guys think of the setting? I think it's good. You know, it's showing, you know, it, it gives the background for yeah. the whole movie. Yeah, the him doctor's... being on vacation is a big yeah. part, obviously. The doctor going away, the patient tries to find him. I I do think it could have been. There could have been some fun moments if it was still in New York, because that, you know, would add more chaos to whatever Bob and all of them are doing. But it kind of isolates him, too, where he has to be with them. Which works. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, Lake Winnipesaukee doesn't look anything like that. It was filmed in Virginia. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I think they just, they, they used Lake Winnipesaukee because it's a, it's, it's a fairly recognizable name 
And I think yeah. most of America assumes it's going to be a small town like that, which it's really not. Um, but I mean, I, I thought, yeah, it, it was definitely necessary because I mean, it, 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 he needed the vacation to get, you know, himself over his issues. Cause yeah. I, I would imagine that yes, being in a place like New York city and having the hustle any, and bustle and... any kind of, you know, a mental illness that that's along those, you know, OCD, ADD type style lines. Um, it's only going to make it worse. Yeah. You know, you're only going to get more because this, there's just so much, so many not clean things. And I'm not a germaphobe, but I don't want to go there because it does, it seems dirty. Um, yeah. But sorry, New York. I don't like you. I'm from Boston. Eat it. Um <laughs> Uh, the concept of the movie. Let's 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 hit with Kyle on this one. The, being that it's the first time he's seen this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, it's it doesn't. It's a, sh- do it's a shock. It's not what you to. thought. Yeah, yeah. But even like as you think you're kind of getting what's going on, it, it does take not like the biggest left turns, but like you eventually you kind of get it. But it's it'll never be what you expect it to be. Kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't. Like, I, I definitely think with going back to the, like, the setting of the lake, that you can add characters like the Gutmans mm-hmm. and the small town. You yeah, know, you had to have that small vindictive, Yeah, Vindictiveness of the Gutmans plays a huge factor into Bob and Leo's relationship. Yeah, because they, they, they are the key to him being there. Yeah. For the most part. And the whole concept of the movie, like, it's 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 kind of showing that, yeah, Bob was sick. Sometimes a vacation is all it takes. And Dr. Marvin, accustomed to going on vacations all the time, shows that it could be hazardous to your health. Well, I think it kind of shows that mental illness can happen to anybody. But you yeah. can dig your way out. Yeah. Because they both have basically complete completely opposite character arcs, but they're exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just an opposite yeah. direction. That's true, yeah. Do you think it could be made today? No. Probably I not. think so. I don't think it's not too. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think still just... mental illness is a very touchy subject nowadays. And and anything seen as making light of it is going to be. But I mean, it doesn't really make light of it. Yeah. I mean, like Kyle said earlier, this could be remade into a horror movie. Yeah. And this... they didn't overdo it. Yeah. They didn't, you know, take it to the point, you know, where a lot of those, you know, that's where those movies feel. Well, they they just go over the top and they make bring too much into it. Like, you know, had he had Tourette's the whole time, I think that would have been taking it too. Yeah. But using it as, you know, a funny ha-ha, if I fake it, I don't have it. And then a bonding moment between two characters is... Yeah. But, okay. you know, I, I could go yes or no if it could be remade today. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they might have to change a few things, but... Yeah, I mean... Like, instead of Good Morning America, it'd probably be, like, a fucking YouTube show or something. 
or something. The TikTok big wigs are coming. <laughs> yeah, something along those lines. You know, make it more modern day for people nowadays, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. How about the length? The length of this one. Just about an hour and a half, a little bit more. Yeah. That was perfect. Line is where it should be. Yeah, I thought I thought the length was perfect. It flew by watching it. You know, and you know, next thing you know, it's he's tied up in the woods and I looked down, it was like eight minutes. I was like, oh, geez, that kind of flew by. Because it had been a while since I had seen it, so. Yeah. I had the same reaction. I wish I could have watched this for the first time again. I love this mm-hmm. movie. It's so good. <laughs> That's a good thing about having memory loss. Sometimes when I watch movies, it's like watching them for the first time yeah, again. Yeah, I know. I've watched movies with you, and you're like, oh, I haven't watched this. I'm like, uh, no, we watched this. Yeah. yeah. Months ago, there's been a lot of episodes of this podcast where I go, "Yeah, I've never watched it yet." Yes, we have. Yeah, you've watched but, it, um, but you didn't I, ask. Is is there <laughs> anybody that could play Bill Murray's character or Richard Dreyfuss's character nowadays? Bill Murray, or Richard Dreyfuss. <laughs> yeah, they could. Nah, I think Richard Richard Dreyfuss is a little too old to have a young family right now. Um. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's always tough because everybody's going to do it differently. Um, I could see Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston playing those roles. Kevin Hart as Bob Wiley and Brian Cranston as. Mm, uh, I don't know that I can. I don't think that's Kevin's. I don't think that could be Kevin Hart. I don't think he could play Bob. I th- I, I yeah, think he could. No, no. You don't way. think so? No. No. No, there would be do a not, terrible. I do movie. not see that. Yeah, Brian Cranston, though, that's a great pick. Yes, he could be Dr. Marvin. I, I, could, I was just I could, thinking I off of go with that. The Upside, the movie The Upside, where they played, where Kevin Hart was kind of like in a serious role. And I don't know if you've ever seen that. Have you guys seen that? No, no, but I just I don't think that that's the style of personality that Kevin Hart can play. Yeah. And it's not a knock on him. It's just, I don't know. I mean, maybe he could do it, but I don't think it'd be a believable. Yeah. <laughs> I think with him, it'd be over the top. Yeah, that's, yeah, because his comedy is over the top, but I don't know. I don't know if there's anybody that. He's, he's very loud and expressive, too. Yeah. You know, whereas Bill Murray, he, he can be, but he doesn't, he doesn't utilize that and didn't really yeah. do it at all in this movie. Um, I don't know. Bob's a tough one. I I can't think of anybody that that maybe a Ryan Reynolds. Maybe yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, I mean he could he 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 could play it serious enough because yeah. he's got that he can do that dry delivery too. Yeah, there's the a movie called The Voices where he plays somebody who's like crazy and like seeing yeah. stuff. So, yep. And it goes in hand with that. So, yeah, there you go. Brian Cranston and Ryan Reynolds. What about Bob Remake? Let's make it happen. Well, I can say this without any concern. Obviously, I recommend this movie. Do we all recommend this movie? Yes. Yep. Yep. Without a shadow of a doubt, Cal's going to wind up watching it a couple more times. Mm-hmm. 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 
sequel potential? I would have loved to have seen a sequel 15 years ago. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, Some movies just don't need really one. Have covered. Like, yeah, like I what's going to happen in it? They've already done the reversal, so it's kind of... I could, I could see, like, adding in a third character that Bill Murray is the doctor for. And, and he drives him back no, into being the old Bob Wiley. <laughs> no, and then, like, they're all away at Lake Winnipesaukee, and this new guy follows him up there, meets Dr. Marvin, and Dr. Marvin's like, you're it, you're the guy that's going to help me torment Wiley. And, but Bill Murray's character, uh, Bob Wiley, would just keep outsmarting them. Unknowingly. Yeah. I, I, I also I, like him just to get turned back into Bob. Yeah. Yeah. And a bigger, bigger uh, spot for Gil. Maybe Gil has a family this time. Does kind of get lost towards the end. Yeah. Uh, but with a 7 out of 10 on IMDb, an 82% out of 100 on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 3.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd, what do you rate it? John. I give it a Four and a half out of five mugs. Kyle. He'll give it a four. Ugh. I'm going to go 4.75. Ha! Just the one up yet, because I love this movie. No, it deserves it. I love this movie. This movie is great. Um, I cannot say enough about this movie. But with that, the bar is now closed. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter, at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, at Movie Bar Pod on YouTube, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and most places you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to check out our website, www.moviebarpod.com. Thank you for listening, and please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media or via email at themoviebar.look.com. Please be sure to like, review, and subscribe to the podcasts. Hey, you guys know GMA is coming to interview us tomorrow, right? So we're going to make sure we're top-notch. Bye. Bye. Bye? What about Bob?